What a powerful memory is. I just want to share one thought with you tonight. One really quick one. If you can open Genesis. Back to the beginning. I love Genesis. love the Old Testament. 32. This, uh, this chapter is titled, Jacob Wrestles with God. In my Bible, I just want to read you the whole thing. And then Jacob, like the story, we could take a, easily a 10-week series on the life of Jacob. We're not going to do that. I'm going to try to condense it into 10 minutes. Okay? I'm just going to read it. I'm going to say one thought about it. Then we're going to spend some time just in reflection together. Jacob also went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, no, let me give you a brief, brief rundown history before we get to this. We read about Abraham last week, or was it the week? The week before that. Abraham and Lot. And so God chooses Abraham, he calls him out of his land, and he says, I'm going to make you into a great nation. And Abraham obeys the call, and then there's Abraham and Lot. But Abraham has a child, and that child's name is Isaac. And then we know the famous story of how God called Abraham to sacrifice his only son Isaac on and then what happened on the mountaintop and all that kind of stuff, right? But then Isaac had two sons. Their names were Jacob and Esau, okay? And we're reading about Jacob today. Now Jacob, at this point, he's had every day of his life, since the day that he was born, was a struggle. He was born as a twin. He was a twin brother with this man named Esau. He struggled with him in the womb. And as Esau left the womb, Jacob was holding onto his heel and came out of the womb holding onto his brother's heel. His life from day one has been a struggle. Everything that he's done, he's done through deception. He's done through lying. Everything that he's gained up till this point has been just one trick, one deception after another and it's come back to bite him so many times with his brother he wanted the birthright of his older brother and so he tricked his older brother and got the birthright and then he went into his father and to get the birthright his father was blind and he put on his brother was hairy and there's all this stuff that you should read and to deceive his father his father would would tell his sons apart by their voice and then he would touch them and touch their faces and touch their skin Esau was hairy and Jacob was not a hairy guy. So Jacob put on animal skins to make it seem like he was as hairy as his brother. And when his father touched him, he would know, oh, it was Esau. And so he gave him the blessing. And after that, he went and he's like, oh, I want to marry this girl, Rachel. And then there was, anyway, a lot of deception, my point is, okay? A lot of struggle. Everything that he's done has been a struggle. Everything that has been done to him has been in equal measure a struggle. And it's been such a difficult life. But then we get to this point. Jacob is married. He's, he's grown from one man into a small nation at this point. Um, and his brother, because of what he's done, as soon as he did that to his brother, he ran away. And he hasn't seen his brother for years and years now and his brother has wanted revenge against him since that time and his father-in-law is angry at him and he ran away from his father-in-law and so that's the chapter before it says Jacob also went in his way and the angel of God met him right before that point and I'm being confusing and convoluted and I apologize right before that point he just ran away from his father-in-law who was also pursuing him and wanted revenge against him he's between a rock and a hard place at this point 
And his brother is what's ahead of him. Who he hasn't seen in years. So put yourself in his position. Jacob also went on his way and the angel of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is the camp of God. So he named that place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he instructed them, this is what you are to say to my lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I've been staying with Laban and have remained there till now. Laban is his father-in-law. I have cattle and donkeys and sheep and goats, male and female servants. Now I am sending this message to my Lord that I may find favor in your eyes. And when the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau, and now he is coming to meet you. And 400 men are with him. As soon as Esau hears that Jacob is coming, he puts together an army and he is running full tilt towards his brother because he still wants revenge against him. In great fear and distress, verse 7, Jacob divided the people who were with him into two groups, and the flocks and herds and camels as well. And he thought, if Esau comes and attacks one group, the group that is left may escape. It's a horrible position to be put in. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Lord, you who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant." I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me, and also the mothers with their children. But you have said, I will surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. He spent the night there, and from what he had with him, he selected a gift for his brother Esau, 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 female camels with a young, 40 cows and 10 bulls, and 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. He put them in the care of his servants, each herd by itself, and said to his servants, Go ahead of me and keep a space between the herds. And he instructed the one in the lead, When my brother Esau meets you and asks, Who do you belong to? And where are you going? And who owns all these animals in front of you? Then you want to say, They belong to your servant Jacob. There are a gift sent to my Lord Esau, and he is coming behind us. It's like he's cascading these presents one by one. So Jacob's gifts, um, verse 20, And be sure to say your servant Jacob is coming behind us, for he thought, I will pacify him with these gifts I'm sending on ahead. Later, when I see him, perhaps he will receive me. So Jacob's gifts went on ahead of him, but he himself spent the night in the camp. I read all that to you just to put you in the frame of mind of where Jacob is right now. He's just fled from his uncle and gotten over the Jordan safely. And he's just been forced into the territory of his brother and he wants to go home, but he knows that this man wants to attack him. He's afraid. He says to God, I'm afraid. He's got his kids, his wives, all his possessions, and then he hears that his brother, who has every right to want to kill him, is coming against him with 400 men. And he's afraid. And it says in verse 24, and this is what I want to focus on tonight out of everything. So Jacob was left alone. But right before that, actually up a little bit more, because we weren't there yet. Verse 21. So Jacob uh, gifts went on ahead of him, but he himself spent the night in the camp. That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. 
at that point, Jacob had given up everything that he had. There's nothing left. Finally, he is at a place again with God where he is alone. Like he recounted in that prayer, he said, when I crossed this Jordan, I was alone. And now I'm alone again. There is no noise. There is no sheep. There are no kids crying. There are no wives. There are no servants. There is nothing. There is this man sitting in a desert by himself, having relinquished all of his possessions. And there is silence around him. And he is afraid. And so when Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak, what the heck? Where did this guy come from? After he is alone and he is left and he has relinquished everything, a man comes out of nowhere and begins to wrestle with him until daybreak. It had been nighttime and they were wrestling until the morning. That is a long time to wrestle. And it is dark and he is afraid and he wants to desperately pray and think and be like, I don't want any distractions right now. I've given up everything. Nothing is in my hand anymore. My brother's in front of me. My family's not with me. For all I know, when I cross the stream in the morning, everyone I know and love will be dead. So he wants to spend time desperately praying with God. And this guy comes in and is distracting him, is pulling him apart, is wrestling him. When you're wrestling with someone, you have nothing to think about other than the fight itself. And when the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. They wrestled all night, and the man couldn't overtake him, couldn't overpower him, or didn't want to, rather. And so to end the fight, he popped his hip out of joint. Then the man said, verse 26, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. The thought I want to bring to you tonight, and the thought that I've been challenged with, is this. When was the last time you were alone with God? I'm not talking about reading your Bible. I'm not talking about coming to the meeting. I'm not talking about... All of that stuff. I'm saying, when was the last time you gave up everything? Put it to one side. There is no more noise. There is no ping from your phone. There are no friends calling you. There's no family there. There's nothing. There is just you and God. When was the last time you did that? Why I was challenged with this is because every day I'm going through my life. Through the motions, through work, through meetings, through worship, through this, through that, through reading my Bible. But I realized I haven't stopped, put everything to one side and just said, here I am. It's been a long time since I've done it. That worried me. And so I'm bringing that same challenge to you. When was the last time? In my bed at night. I'll have my phone open, I'll be scrolling through Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Whenever I have a spare second to think... I'll do something. I'll fill my time with something. There's always noise. There's always chatter in my ears and in the back and in the front of my mind. The man he was wrestling with was God. And the man asks him a profound question. And he says, what is your name? 
at the point when you are empty, at the point where you have relinquished everything, at the point when all the bells and whistles have stopped, at the point where it's just you and me, what is your name? In other words, who are you? Who are you before me? This man replies, Jacob. His name means deceiver. He says, I am deceiver. At the point where he has nothing left. He's with God. His energy is spent. He's in agonizing pain because his hip is out of joint. He finally stops struggling and he says, I am deceiver. This is who I really am. And I wondered at that moment, if I stop all of my busyness and running around and activities in church and outside of church and everywhere, if I leave my phone for a minute, if I put it down, and all the voices that are struggling for my attention stop for a minute, who am I? Maybe I don't want those voices to stop because I'm scared of the answer to that question. Maybe I want to keep myself so busy with things, with people, with voices in my head that I have no time to look in the mirror and say before God, this is who I am. The struggle of Jacob's life led him to this point with God. He started alone and in this moment he is alone again and he says, God, the truth of it is I am deceiver. When was the last time you had a moment of true reflection with just you and God where there was silence, silence around you? From all other sources. Satan wants to keep us so busy, even with good things, but to have voices in our minds so loud, so constant, jostling for attention at every moment, even when I'm on my bed at night, when all my daily tasks have stopped. My phone is in my hand. Attention, 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 attention. Things just want me to look at them. And I choose to. But I don't take a moment alone with God to reflect. What is your name? He answered, Jacob. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. But Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you ask me my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. God brought the blessing at that place of brokenness. At that place where there was nothing left to give. At that place where all the earthly possessions, everything that this man cared about, was on the other, other side of the Jordan. was on the other side of the river. It was gone. And he was left with just himself and God. Where's the noise coming from? What are you holding on to before you need to reach this place with God? When was the last time you genuinely stopped and actually reflected before God? When was the last time you actually wrestled with God over something? Lord, what's your will? What's my will? And then we get into it, wrestle over it. And at that point, God breaks me and says, This is who you think you are, but this is who I am making you into. 
Israel means prince. And you will be a great nation. And out of that Israel came the nation. And through that nation came Christ. And through Christ, you and I are sitting here tonight. Because of this. This moment right here is when Israel was formed. Before that, there was no Israel. We talk about Israel every week. Before that, there was no Israel. It was just the man, Jacob. But he became more than that in the moment where there was brokenness before God. In the moment where he wrestled with God. In the moment where he was alone with God. Where he could truly admit, this is who I am. Well, God says, well, it is no longer who you are. Prince. When was the last time? This is the challenge for me. There's so much noise. And I need to take all of that and put it here. Kneel and wrestle with God. Over the next few minutes, I want the worship team to just come back up. We'll just have a bit of a, a bit of a prayer session for the rest of this time. We want to pray for two things. First for this and then I'll tell you for what else. But come up and just start playing whatever <coughs> you feel in your heart to play. And we'll pray. Get into groups. Don't worry about mentor groups for today. Get into groups. Tonight is about praying. Tonight is about reflection. Tonight is about getting alone with God. Let's close these lights. This isn't about anything else. This isn't about anyone else. Before we get into groups, before we do anything like that, just stay where you are. Just bow your head. We're just going to take as long as it takes. The rest of this evening is just going to be spent in prayer.